This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com. Hi, it's Paul Devlin here. I heard your force field here. This is Neil Dans. Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary, or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. Footygreets.com. Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. Where do we start? Um, well, we're back, aren't we, for the first time in how long? I don't know. We've had a few weeks off. What was it? So, yeah, well, week after the season my, was it? <laughs> something like that. My my, uh, it's been that long that the my, when I pulled my headphones out to record this, there was quite a lot of dust on them. So uh, it's obviously been uh, been a fair while. Uh, it's very, very quiet for a number of weeks. And then the last sort of 10 days just seems to kind of exploded into... Uh, Action. Lots of news. Yeah. And Had, positive I'm, I'm just trying to think. When we did the last podcast, was it when Dong had just gone or had he not gone at that point? I'm trying to remember. That is a great question. I can't even remember. I think he'd it's just uh, gone. I think he'd just gone and we were talking track, about it? whether we bring someone else in. We, yeah, we, we had spoken yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we had spoken about it. So, no one else has come in. Not expecting anyone else to come in and fulfil that role. Which is what we expected at the time. Yeah. Didn't we? we did, And we did speak about um, a director of football or, or a technical director that we thought they might take on good place to start why not yeah <laughs> so craig gardner is in as oh well not in but he's been moved into a new position as technical director something that you didn't believe me when i first told you yeah it's very true yeah <laughs> but then again i think thousands of people have maybe have felt the same at, at the time um yeah. You owe me a tenner now. Yeah, but I mean, was, <laughs> I, I do, I do owe you a tenner. But I told you, I'm, I'm doing one, uh, I'm doing ten monthly instalments of one pound. I've set up the standing order for you already, so don't worry, you'll get your money. Good, good. Well, uh, I'll send, send the heavies round monthly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we spoke about having a football person uh, in charge of that side of things. Now, you know, there's a sort of preconception of sort of sort of character or intelligence level of, of Craig Gardner but you know I'm not I, I don't necessarily believe that's true he's, he's obviously a football person he's obviously someone that loves the club despite what people may think no brainer no brainer comments etc etc and what I, I, and you know he loves he loves the club and he's probably got the best interest of the, of the club at heart as well passion Passion, yeah, a passion, a passion merchant, merchant, a technical director. Um, you know, I, I'm. The more I sat down and thought about it, you know, he is probably, he knows the club well. He'd been in and out of the club for, you know, obviously uh, he spent a lot of time here. In, in, <laughs> in and out, and in seasons. and out, and in and out, <laughs> in and out, in and out. He knows some of the 
he knows the staff very well. Uh, obviously, obviously, he knows the players. He knows Bowyer from old. He's obviously got some form of relationship with with the boards. Um, you know, I'm not against it. I've kind of warmed to the idea. I think he's actually in a better position than most um, to to sort of take stuff on. I'm sure he's been advised as um, out, elsewhere as well. And, you know, the, the guy has other interests or other businesses outside of football that he's invested in. Um, I think there's like a logistics or haulage company that he's got, that he's like a part owner of as well. So, you know, I think there is maybe a little bit of business now there with him as well. So he's got, he's got that in his, in his arsenal potentially as well. In his arsenal? In in his arsenal. (laughs) In, In his arsenal. Um, yeah, we've wanted a football person in charge and, you know, I've spoken to other people um, that support other clubs and about what they thought of it. And they are quite keen on having those sorts of people in those sorts of roles. So, you know, people might take the mick, Blues fans and Villa fans and whoever else. But I actually think it could actually turn out to be a pretty good pretty good appointment and he seems to have got on off to a fairly rapid start uh, and a positive start which obviously we'll get into at some point in the very near future well on this topic we have had we asked for people's questions to send them in and we've had um obviously some comments on craig gardner let's play the uh, the first audio one all right guys will from sutton coalfield here I'm sure there'll be lots of questions about signings, but for me, by far the biggest talking point has to be the entire shift in club communication policy since Dong was ousted. Finally treating fans with the uh, respect we deserve, eh? It's great, but who's driving it? Do you know? Don't tell me it's Craig, razor sharp, Swiss army knife Gardner, but (laughs) whoever it is, keep it up. It's long overdue. So... Club communication has been fantastic. I don't think that Gardner's behind that side of things. I think that that's more of a club staff that have wanted to do things for a while and have been held back and restricted. And it was almost coincided completely that Dung went and then there was communication almost instantly. And there does seem like a massive shift in direction from them that they want to keep people informed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a collective effort from, as you say, a number of people at the club. Um, it could be Craig Gardner included, but just the, the clarity and the clear line of communication, it's been needed for, for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and even when there isn't much to, to update on, they are updating us on the fact that they're still working on things for us to update us on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of like it. Um just to tie into the, to the to that sort of gardener stuff, um, we've had a couple of other, other questions via social media channels. So, uh, Nick on Twitter, Nick Morris BCFC, um, do we know whether Gardner was asked to move upstairs or was he pushed? Um, and he also asked, and this is one for you, Chris. He was top of the prediction league, so does he get a prize for that? Uh, you get. Can, can he have a can, can he have a Bronx hat? I suppose is it that? <laughs> well, we've run out, so no. Um... You've run. Out. <laughs> Cheers for putting me on the spot there. No, we haven't got any left. Um, you can have uh, unconditional praise and 
on the forum, I will make a tag for you to say that you were the champion of the Prediction League last season. There you go. Somehow, I'll sort it. There we go. <laughs> um, um, so was there any other, others? I'll just tie this in with a couple of others we had on Gardner, which was uh, what do we know about the immediate upstream structure of uh, uh, with, with Gardner in place? Um, we, can, we can get into that shortly. And I think that was it on Gardner. Yes, well, I think that was... Oh, oh, do we think that Gardner is the right man for the job, which obviously we're kind of talking about now. So Yeah, so let's, uh, just ask my opinion on, on it, I think. I don't know if I've edited that out, maybe. But my opinion on it is very similar to yours. Um, it's, I'm not sure whether he's the smartest guy around, but... You, I'll give him a go. He's a football... Everyone's always said, everyone's been saying for ages, get a football person in to handle these things so instead of Dong sitting yeah. there playing football manager and going out and doing the, the the deals and the getting the signings and whatever. They've got football people in. Whether they're the right people or not, at the moment, it, it's working. I'm willing to give it a go. Um, it, it's people who are, like you say, trusted with the board and... that's a big thing I think that they're going to need to trust whoever's there and it's needed it's it's like we we said weeks ago it's much needed to have someone who knows something about football involved and the first three signings you look at them and you just think they're decent signings they're they're smart they're clever and they've been done quickly it's he's someone that you know he's had enough He's had enough moves in his his career to understand the d- dynamic there. He, un- he does understand the game. Yeah. He understands the club, and he's the sort of person that. And I think this is perfect actually when we're looking at trying to sign players. You know, and they'll speak to Lee Williams, but they'll also speak to Craig Gardner. And you know, there's not many people better positioned at Blues to speak to, and sell the club to, uh, to a potential incoming player. Remember when Lee Clark was in in place and I think he spoke to the media team about like putting it together like a DVD or like a video package of like why it why it was um why they why these people should come to Birmingham it was around the same time we signed people like Jonathan Grounds and Clayton Donaldson and uh, and all that lot I think they'd got um yeah some staff to put together a nice sort of what what would you call it an induction package almost for these players that um, actually made a real difference in in trying to sign the raft of players that Lee Clark actually ended up signing in the end. But I think Craig Gardner's in the best position to be able to sell the club to people. And I say from, from that be, respect, be, be careful, how, be, be careful well. how you word that. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Be careful how you word that? that. Saying Craig Gardner's in the best position to sell the club to people. Oh, <laughs> sorry, to people to might take that the wrong way. <laughs> Craig Gardner's now in charge of selling the club. <laughs> yeah, that'll be yeah, you know that'll be that'll be that'll be on Twitter at any point <laughs> as soon as we get as soon as we get this out. But now for me, I'm, I'm I'm happy with it and judging him on, you know, the time he spent so far getting the few young lads signed up in like Sterk and and Boyd Munson and uh, bringing in the the three new players that we'll talk about shortly. Um, really. Really good start, as far as I'm concerned. Got yeah. no arguments about it at all. It's a, like you say, it has been a great start, and I think what's telling is that the the players that they've brought in 
free transfers, they've got them done quickly and they've just gone, bosh, they're in straight yeah. away. And be, even before pre-season testing's begun, before they've gone away, there's, uh, granted the one of them got married on testing day, so he wasn't around. Um, <laughs> but the, the others, they were all there. They were, you know, it's, it, it's quick. It's, they're involved in pre-season and it's what's needed. Whether there's going to be an awful lot of money to make signings further down the line, who knows? But and I, I don't think there's going to be an awful lot. But the free transfers are the ones that they needed to get done quickly and tie them up, and they've done them. Um, hats off to him. Definitely. Definitely. No, it's good. Um, I think while we're talking about the structure, we might as well talk a little bit about the uh, the, the backroom staff as, as well. Um, now, obviously, with Gardner moving upstairs, as it is, Bowie is then for a fairly short, fairly short staff. We know that um, Tony Roberts, goalkeeping coach, who I think he's away, was away with Wales. Obviously, they've been knocked out. <laughs> Gutted, mate. Um, he's gone to, he's going to Wolves now. So he, Lee Bowie has brought in Mark Kennedy and, and also Andy Marshall as a goalkeeping coach. Obviously, Mark Kennedy is the, the first team assistant head coach is it I guess his role his role is um, yeah Mark Kennedy obviously I think a lot of people remember him from his Millwall days I think he had a short stint at Liverpool when he broke onto the scene as well so I'm not I'm not quite sure how him and Bo you know each other I think potentially they spent some time at Ipswich together after because Bo you left us and went to Ipswich didn't he 2011 I think and yeah. then would have signed uh, I think Mark Kennedy was at Ipswich around that time and then went into a coaching role. So they probably know each other from there. Obviously, Andy Marshall was goalkeeping coach at Charlton while, uh, while, while Lee Bowyer was there. So are they keeping Paul? Uh, Paul Harsley. Yes, first team development coach, I think they've called it, haven't they? So that yes. you'd think is probably a, like a gateway between first team and 23s. And, yeah. um, and then the other... I still think that there's probably a coach or two to come in to that team. Maybe Jack not one more. Yeah, maybe one or two. Maybe not quick. Not maybe not like imminently, but potentially down the line. I think that it's maybe a little bit understaffed. Um, but it does feel like they can make sure that maybe it was because uh, someone like Karank had about forty-seven members of staff <laughs> in his backroom back yeah. team. Maybe that's maybe that's why, but yeah, it does seem yeah. quite skeleton crewy, doesn't it? I, I think though, when you look at crew-y? it, crewy, <laughs> well, Dario Um So th- I think when you look at it, he's his experience really has been at Charlton, and they're reluctant to let many of the the staff go. And they, I think, did you say that they've turned around and said there won't be any more leaving? Well, they said, yeah, they said um, after Marshall, because I think they, I think initially he wanted Johnny Jackson and then they they pretty much said nobody else would be leaving. So, yeah, I don't think there's much chance of of, of anyone else coming in from there. Yeah. So I think when when you look at that, he's the backroom staff that he's worked with really are are sort of taken, occupied, and he, he can't get hold of them. So maybe it's other other people that he knows from around the game. So you've said Kennedy, he knew him from maybe um, Leeds and maybe that's, he's trying to figure out who he can bring in, who he knows from football. And we we were looking at it and it was like, 
Ipswich, not Leeds. Sorry. Um, uh, no, I was thinking of when we were talking the other day. Was um, we were talking about Woodgate, who was obviously Leeds with him. Um, there was we we said maybe Kevin Phillips would be a shout. Um, yeah, yeah. And that would have been from his time at Blues, obviously. But you know, maybe it's maybe it's something where he's, he's not in a mad rush to do it. He's he's they've got a team that can deal with it for now. But they'll see how they they get on with it, won't they? I think it'll just be just work work with what he's got. And as things develop, he might need to sort of add more people in. But I mean. Bowyer himself is a very hands-on kind of kind of coach as well, isn't he? He's not one of those ones that you know just lets the coaches get on with stuff and he goes and sits in his in his office. He's actually, you know, he well he's a head coach and by his way he gets involved with with training. We've seen that from clips and, and videos and stuff as well, where some coaches won't do that. They'll sort of take a step back. But with the new structure, you know, he does he's going to concentrate more on doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I suppose as well, obviously we can touch on it. Um, we know the, the big issues with recruitment in, in the past and like getting rid of the, getting rid of scouts and the recruitment team and Harvey Bustle leaving and going to Millwall that we've had a bit of a bit of a gap there. We know that they were looking to recruit some new scouts, um, some onshore scouts, and they've looks like they've promoted Simon Jones, who was some form of academy recruitment scout, I believe. You probably know more about this than I do. And now he's sort of heading up um, well, uh, the sort of the club's player recruitment process now as well. He was in the uh, the reformed academy structure, wasn't he? He, he was. was he, he's been with he, the club he, a long, he long was, time, hasn't he? But when they announced that that yeah. four man team. From that team now, now that they've moved him into this uh, first team recruitment, I think there's only um, Mike Dodds remaining from that original four. I think two had left. One's now moved positions. <laughs> and I think there's only Mike Dodds left, is there? So there may be, maybe well, there's some uh, announcements to come yeah. at academy level and, and that structure. Yeah, I mean, they may, they'd like to promote from within, don't they, as well? So there may be some some people further down the hierarchy that they'll that they'll bring into those roles it's, or they might bring in some experience from from elsewhere with this now going cat one uh there's a potential i guess them to look at poaching some um highly rated staff yeah uh, to to take on some of those roles now from the announcement that they put out there was one line that i thought was very it, it was just pure daggers i think from the the club or whoever written it um and it said the board felt it was necessary to have a dedicated in-house team of staff responsible for this process as opposed to outsourcing recruitment to a third party hmm Who, whose idea was it to outsource to a third party in the first place yeah it, it did definitely feel like it was sort of a uh, i wouldn't even say a thinly veiled dig it was a definite direct dig wasn't it at Hundred percent, hundred percent. Rightly so. Yeah, I don't care. I think he probably deserves it. Really, no, we, we uh, said it at the time, didn't we? We said it at the time so, that it was ridiculous, and it, yeah. it, it, it's uh, yeah. Why not have a job? I mean, they went off and signed Cosgrove, who, for all intents and purposes, at the moment he's, he's been talked about loaned out, and that came through that outsource of recruitment. So after, yeah. after can I add? After they'd 
uh, asked the scout in Scotland what their opinion on him was, and he told them twice not to sign him. They signed him. Well, that's all we need to be. That's all, that's all we really need to know, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Any- it's, it's stuff like that's depressing. I'm just glad that they've really made a move to try and make amends for these. It's gonna. It's it's, it's a. It's going to take a while for us to rebuild these things, but this is all a really good positive start as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, it's a, and do you know what? You, you've just touched on it there as well, and it's the rebuild stuff, the stuff that has been sort of ripped apart over time. And it was going to go, it was going to go that way with the academy, and that would have taken years and years to, to have got. To an extent, there's still some repairs that need doing in the academy not physical repairs but in terms of personnel and whatever the situations that have gone on um that, that are going to take repairing but there's every everything has a consequence that's going to take yeah. time to, to sort out and there's a few things around that that are going to need building rebuilding over time so but it's all looking much more positive now so happy days uh, and you're talking of rebuilding. I'll use that as a segue to go into before we get on to the signings of, uh, but rebuilding the squad. Um, this is a very tedious link. <laughs> Levo, you did an interview uh, a week or so ago. Um, for, I think it was called the Integral Chat, which I think a lot of people have, have watched on YouTube. It's quite good. It sort of maps out Levo's career from as a player, his trials and tribulations of the things he did when he was when he was a player, then how he got into coaching and obviously how he ended up at Charlton and uh, and then now at Blues. He did mention, and there was one quote that seems to be the one that sort of stuck out the most for everybody. I'll read it out quickly. Um, he said, we have had to cut back a little bit. This is what's been told to me. Again, it's difficult to take because I didn't think that was the case, but I understand with what's gone on. Now, obviously, he's talking about his budget, uh, how much he's got to, how much he's had to spend, how much he's had to work with. And he's given the impression that when he first joined, he probably had a little bit more to work with. Um, But he also, and I think a lot of people have picked up on that and kind of ignored the the last part where he says he understands with what's gone on. So... It depends what he means by what's gone on. Does yeah. he mean COVID times? Well, Does he mean we we spoke about this? We spoke about this, didn't we? And COVID what? COVID was in full flow when he joined. Oh, it, to be fair, it was it was sort of not, I can't even say tail end, but assuming that we are at the tail end of COVID now, then you know it was it was well well in progress. So they knew the situation with COVID at the time, which leads me to think maybe that 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 isn't what they're on about but there are things like the stadium repairs that costed a bit more than they expected so yep. there's, there's always things that if he accepts it if he understands then the fans should understand as well and they should say well you know what? he's not moaning about it why should i if he's not going to kick up a fuss about it then happy days i mean yeah i i completely i completely agree um I'll say I'll, I'll use this quickly as uh, an opportunity to get one of the other questions in we've had from Twitter. So there's uh, John Merrill on Twitter said, given the interview Bowyer had um, 
on integral jiggle chat where they mentioned budgets do we think that this is more of like a media talk to try and drive down prices of players and wages etc to tr- considering the business we've we've done since then now there are two ways to look at that i think potentially um i mean yes that could be the the case i don't think it is based on the way he delivered it uh, and his sort of just just sort of facial expression uh, as he as he was talking about it uh, but also you know we've signed free transfers uh, we've signed two players from from league 1 and okay Ryan Woods from Stoke was uh, probably on a on a fair whack, but as far as I understand, that's probably a free transfer as well. So I'm not 100 percent sure that we can take anything from that the signings that we've made so far uh, and and those comments. I don't know what you think on that, but for me, I don't. I think it actually only backs up the fact that um, we haven't got much to spend. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, so my view on the the signings that we've made so far is just that it's been we've been clever. If there is money available, then all they're doing before they're going off and trying to sign players from other teams, they're going out and they're going, these players are free, available, out of contract from the 1st of July. Get them done first because they're going to be the ones where you fight in competition. Everyone's going to be looking for for players on free transfers at the moment because every near enough every club's in the same situation and they haven't got a lot of money to spend. Yeah. So they're the ones that you smart to go out and get them done. If there's some money available, yeah. then you can go and you can do that in a couple of ways. Yes, it'd be great to have every, all your business done with before pre-season starts, but in a, being realistic, it's not going to happen if you want four or five players. Um, but now, you know, if there is some money there now, they can go and they can try and do these deals. I don't think that him... Uh, that That chat seemed very informal to me and it didn't seem like it, he wasn't speaking to the press or whatever he was just out there having a chat and saying yeah you know this is the situation so I've got to go out and do this um, things have changed and I get it. <laughs> it's, it, it it's the way I think especially with he might have been told one thing Dung might have kept secrets at, which we know that he's very good at he, he was very good at allegedly should I throw that in there um, and he could have been keeping things from Zhao that uh, about how certain things were going to cost. So Zhao was under the impression that there was more money available. They've spoken to Bowie. They've told him that there's this budget available. And yeah. now that's not the case, but he understands. So, you know, he, he, if he's got money available, he can go and make these signs now after he's made the free transfers. I agree. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that the, they probably didn't realise that there was so much work to do in terms of you know the restructuring, the hiring scouts, the you know promoting certain people into certain positions, and just just the whole reorg and the, the cost that's gone into that. Um, I think there's potentially he could have been referring to that. You know, so we need the foundations need to be right to make you know make sure the club is building for the future and 
it, it could be a case of that in there as well. well um, we we had a little joke about it, didn't we? When we said uh, we we spotted that the the scouting jobs were available, first team scouting jobs were available, and we had a little joke saying that uh, as Bowie gone in and said, "Oh, can I can I speak to the scouts?" Uh, yeah, we haven't got any. <laughs> it's like yeah. so. It wouldn't surprise me if Bowie has turned around and said, like, "I want I want to get some." I want to get a recruitment team involved um, and build a, a team. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he was involved in sort of saying that. Maybe Gardner as well. Um, and that's, like you say, that's going to eat up some of the budget as well. Not massive amounts, but it, it's all it's all costs, isn't it? True. I mean, we had another question, which was very similar from uh, B1875C on Twitter, who said, how is transfer business going to be affected by the reduction in it? Um, in the budget have targets changed um i'm going to be perfectly honest and say i don't believe that um targets will have changed i think they kind of have an idea of what they are what they were working with anyway in terms of the targets they were going to go for it's kind of fluid isn't it i mean you've always got you know any manager technical director uh, put their heads together and say that this is where we need to improve so we need a winger, we need a centre midfielder, we need a striker, we need a fullback, and you know, and they make a list of, you know, a number of targets they want to go through, and if they can't get their top one, they go for the second one, and so on and so on. And I mean, essentially, that's what your recruitment team are for. But I'm sure over this break period, they will have put through a list together. Um, however, they've done that. Um, I I don't know. On this point, we have had another message in, a voice message. Pleasure what's going on at the club at the minute. Real air of positivity. Just interesting to know who's made the uh, turnaround with the decisions and the restructuring. Uh, should have happened a long time ago, but, you know, long may it continue. And um, what do you guys think about other players coming in? Do you think we've covered our bases with what's been brought in already or do you think we're a bit short elsewhere, like right back? So, firstly, the restructuring, who do you think has made it? I think that that was probably a team effort of everyone sort of coming together and deciding yeah. what needed to be done. Um, I, I don't think that there's... I don't know, it's hard It's hard to say, isn't it? It's... A, but I don't. I don't think that the people at the top are, are too knowledgeable on football and and the structure think, of a football yeah. club. And they've been advised. I think somewhere. there's. Go on, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say that I think they've been advised somewhere. We should just add right now uh, that because of technical issues, I think there's a slight delay on the microphone. So if if people are picking that up, that's what it is. It's not just that you're leaving me hanging. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think there's clearly some form of of advice to to them. Um, whether that's through people that are at the club, um, and Craig's gone in and sort of said this is the structure you need, or whether it's there are other people at the club who have been involved in football for a long time. Don't forget that there's obviously Kira Gallagher, who's I'm not sure if she's if she's left at this point, um, but was leaving. Um, Ian Dutton, who's obviously spent a lot of time with the the people at the club, 
um, the the board. Yep. So there are people who understand, and, and hopefully this shows that the, the guys at the top that are in control now are taking advice on board and knowing that they need to restructure things. And look, it's the right move so far. Well, you're spot on. And without um, going back over old ground, if the previous CEO had taken on advice from the senior management team, a few years ago, we might be in a much better state than than we are now as well. And so might he. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people that are in uh, involved with the club at the moment, at work at the club, you've mentioned, and like people like Ian Dutton, um, and even and even Craig Gardner. The, the, these are the people that the board have to listen to, and they probably have. There are probably other people that we don't know about as well, but people that have the best interests of the club at heart and have a fair idea of how we should move forward and how we should communicate and you know just sorts of structure we should have to just start rebuilding the club all over again that's what it feels like it feels like they are rebuilding there's obviously further deep-rooted issues at the club that will need a long time to sort and you know, certain things might sort that out later down the line but this is a start uh, more than anything and it's i think it's, it's really positive and and oh, to go back to uh, I know that we didn't really answer it that Nick Morris asked about uh, was Gardner asked to move upstairs or was he pushed but I think it was probably a collective ag- agreement between and uh, b- between staff around you know, at this point in time without having to employ somebody else from outside the club he is probably the best person to to help us move forward so I mean I, I think it was a mutual. Uh, probably a mutual thing that they probably discussed over a number of weeks. Um, I can't imagine he was he was pushed into it. Um, I certainly think he probably was quite keen to have some form of uh, more impactful role at the club. So, yeah, I mean, this is all, this is all really good stuff. To be honest, it, it, I find it quite positive. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know the ins and outs of how who's made the decision and how it's been made but it's been made. If you enjoy our podcast, please don't forget to like, share and comment on social media. And if the podcast platform allows it, please rate and review us. Cheers, guys. Touched on them a little bit. We've kind of mentioned them in passing uh, for the first part of the podcast, but very busy week in terms of signings. We've brought in three new players, Ryan Woods, central midfielder, um, Jordan Graham, uh, winger, and Chuck Sanike, who can play in a, a various positions, but is mostly sort of uh, forward, attacking midfielder, second second striker. Again, pretty positive business done early. Um, thoughts, initial thoughts on those? Um, Ryan Woods, I've rated for a very, very, very long time, um, and. It's, it's nice it's nice to get a player that we've sort of suggested in the past could be that the replacement for Barry Ferguson that we've never had um, I know that we we sort of were hopeful about Ivan Sunich when he came in uh, potentially doing that but he seems to have been playing in, in a very different <laughs> I'm not going to say that but a different style to, to how we we expected shall we say um, and I think he's, you know, if you, if 
Robbie Savage, if Sonic is your Robbie Savage, then this could be your Barry Ferguson signing, potentially. Um, I'm optimistic about Woods because he's got pedigree there. We've seen it before. Uh, the the other two, I think it's the type of signings that we've been after for a while where we've been saying, take a risk on someone from League One, bring them in. If it doesn't work out, it's low risk, isn't it? So it's, yeah. I mean, uh, an EK, is it a two-year, it was a two-year deal? Two-year contract that he signed? Uh, yes. So, was, yeah, yeah, two-year, two-year deal. If, if in a year or 18 months it's not working out, someone might want his contract for the last six months. So it's very low risk, very, very low risk. Yeah. I mean, Woods for me, like, like, like you've said, uh, type of player we've needed for for a very long time. He was obviously very, very good at Shrewsbury. He was uh, exceptional as when he stepped up into Brentford and played like hundred odd, hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty games for for them. Um, and then obviously he went on to went on to Stoke. Uh, I don't think he was helped by the fact that you know Gary Rowett brought him in, and then about. Four or five months later, Gary Rout was sacked, and then they brought in Nathan Jones, and they brought in Michael O'Neill. Um, I think he had an injury during that time as well. So you know, uh, three managers in in that period has um, probably not helped him, and his, his career started a little bit. But you know, he played sixty odd games for Millwall, I think, over a season and a half, and Rout took him up there as on loan, and seemed to have done pretty well for for those guys and. Again, Rowett's not known for playing, you know, attractive, keepable football. Um, so maybe he might not have been best utilised in in one of Rowett's formations. But it's obviously key that, you know, and Bowyer spoke about it a few times, and certainly mentioned it in the, in the derby game towards the end of the season, which clinched us staying up. Was he just wanted us to keep the ball better? So then he brought on people like. Mikel San Jose and just to you know for the ball retention if we've got the ball then other players sorry the other teams can't have haven't, haven't got the ball <laughs> we've always <laughs> yeah. needed someone that can pick up the ball from the defence or take the ball from a midfield partner and you know start creating our attacks for us and he is the sort of player that we have definitely definitely needed for you know a very very long time, and I think that Bowie is probably the right man manager to get get the best out of him and build on, you know, the season and a half he's just had at Millwall. Yeah. Well, the the other positive is again, it's probably very low risk. I can't imagine the wages are huge now, although we don't know. But again, free transfer we believe, so it's yeah. it, it's. For me, it's low risk. You're not paying. You, you've signed in a, a player who's like probably could be worth five five million ish on a free. Yeah. It's, it, it's low risk. It's uh, if if there's an injury or whatever, then it's unfortunate. It wouldn't surprise me as well if there are if there are some forms of appearance bonuses to to maybe boost that boost the low wage. Yeah. It, 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 uh, something like that would, would would not surprise me. One thing I will do have to say, and it's a 
it's a comment about the uh, about the Blues media team or whoever's do whoever's in charge of this. But um, a little comment in his in the introduction for him on the Blues website. There is a paragraph that, and I'm gonna, I'll read it out. A metronome in the middle of the park. Wood's ability to manipulate the ball earned him a regular starting place at Griffin Park. <laughs> a metronome, metronome in the middle of the park. What this this is why we have no budget for transfers because they're paying J.K. Rowling to write the players <laughs> signing stuff on on the website. Absolutely ridiculous. Come on, it's a bit overkill that for me. I don't I don't know. It just made me cringe a little bit when when I first read it. Um, it's better than a garden gnome yeah. in midfield, though. Better, be, yeah, better than a garden. When we've had a few of those, <laughs> time, haven't we? As well, so, um, yeah. Fair enough, but no, I say really pleased with really pleased with with Ryan Woods for sure. Um, definitely the sort of player we need. I'm a little concerned about the fact that he's probably not as um, he he needs to have the right midfield partner next to him. I think Sunjic is probably a good good partner for him um, who can break up the play and just play a simple five yard pass to him to then let him spread the play and start our attacks. I think so. Well, um, I know I yeah. know a few people had, had sort of asked what sort of system or formation they thought we'd be playing, and for me this it's a, as we said when Bowyer first joined, it's adaptable. Um, it's yeah. it, he's going to sit nicely at the bottom of a diamond with a, a narrow midfield ahead of him doing the dirty work. Yeah. Alternatively, he can sit in a two. He could sit if we were going in a five, then he could sit in there. It's a uh, it's adaptable. I can't see us being playing one formation for the or one prime formation for the whole season. So on that on that note, we had a question from Joby Joby Lad on Twitter. Uh, that's Joby, and his Twitter handle is Joby Lad, not Joby Joby Lad on Twitter. Uh, the signing of Ryan Woods is an excellent one, but do you think we might fall into the trap of trying to play more football um, and not have? but not have the quality around him to bring the best out of him. Um, you've kind of touched on it there. I think that, you know, each situation, each game we play is going to be uh, fairly, we're going to be fairly adaptable. We needed someone to just help us try and retain possession. And actually, when you've got players like Sanchez and, and Bella in the team uh, and Jordan Graham now, and, Maybe even Chuck Zanike, who um, it it looks like technically very good. I think we do have some. I think we do have the quality around him. Um, it's also about him bringing the best out of his teammates, isn't it? I think so. Um, for me, I, I'm not too worried about that. I think we'll play football when we need to play football, and we'll do the dirty when we when we need to do the dirty. But in terms of quality, I think we've probably got a little bit more than we we think. Obviously, we've got Riley McGree in there as well, who's technically look, look, looks pretty good so far. So, I've got no no issues with that side of things. I think he'll bring the I think he'll bring the best out of some of his teammates, and he'll t- and and in sort of on reflection, that'll bring the best out of him. So on to this, our second signing of the summer. Well, actually, technically third because we had McGree on loan, didn't we? But um, Jordan Graham, free transfer, uh, just had a really decent season at Gillingham. I think he got 13 goals and nine assists 
in about 40 games, can play left wing, can play right wing, can play attack in midfield, can play second striker. Uh, yeah, takes corners, with, can take corners with both feet, crosses pretty well with two feet. Um, what I will say is he's played, um, he has not got a lot of miles on the clock for somebody that's 26 and been around for a, a little while. In fact, I think this season, or the season just gone at Gillingham, was um, his very first season where he's pretty much played for a full season. And now it's either down to like injury or just being on maybe the periphery of the first-team squad and being on the bench and not being uh, sort of only being involved fairly sparingly at, at, at previous clubs. Um, I think some people can look at that as they'll look at that stat and think, oh, well, you know, is he injury prone or, you know, he's obviously not that good if he hasn't played that many games. But I think because of the clubs he's been at, uh, you know, and just sort of just being on the fringes, it's quite a difficult place to be. And for me, having his first proper full season, albeit in League One at Gillingham, to see his goal return of 13 and and nine assists, I think that bodes pretty well for, you know, he's obviously kicked on this season because he's had regular game time. And we know regular football helps you develop, regular professional football helps you develop more as a player. So for me, it's another smart signing. It adds pace, it adds creativity, potentially adds goals. Um another fairly smart signing for for me and a sensible one again which we keep saying once again low risk yeah um, low risk as well I, I, yeah I think that's uh, massive I think yeah, again give, give yeah given the current circumstances that's you know order of the day as well isn't it you know w- what we don't want is to get burnt by another uh, another signing where we're paying over the odds on wages or we pay a silly fee and we don't know what we're going to get from them. Um, with Graham, we know he's sort of tried and tested in the English leagues and he, he's, he looks like he's on an, on an upward curve. And it's someone that Bowyer was interested in at Charlton. So we know that Bowyer really wanted him. And it's probably someone that he wants to work with and try and coach and, and improve. And at 26, he's got time to do that as well. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting in the uh, the interview with Graham, where um, he said that Bowyer had, had been interested in the last transfer window at Charlton. So then when he saw that Bowyer had come to Blues, it was like, you know, there might be an opportunity for me to go there. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, it, oh, well, one comment on that, his uh, interview with the club, man. <laughs> Crikey, was was that an enthusiastic? Did he seem over excited in that interview or what? He just seemed absolutely buzzing, which is great to see. It looked like he couldn't sit still; just he was just itching to go. Massive uh, sugar rush. Really, really, really positive. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think all of them in general. I think the the three signings that we've made so far, I think they're they're all they're just very positive, aren't they? I, I think. Do you know what? While we're talking about signings, let's throw this one in. Is the Halilovic deal going ahead or is it completely off the table now? Now, we put out there a few weeks ago that we understood that the talks had broken down and then the club and Alan on social media were throwing little tidbits out. Then we heard that it, it, the could, it could not be completely dead. Um, but now I, I think... I think it pretty much is, isn't it? 
Uh, for me, yes. I mean, there's a, they wished him a happy birthday, which I think people went wild for. But then, you know, they wished Colin Doyle happy birthday a few weeks ago. And I don't think Kissed he's going back to be virtual <laughs> goalkeeper. So, you know, there's uh, he liking a load of posts. Michael Morrison still likes Blues posts. You know, he plays for Reading. Doesn't mean he's, doesn't mean he's coming, coming back. So, um, don't, yeah, for me, I think it's just time to move on. And I think we probably have, and we're probably looking at other other targets. And who knows? Maybe, maybe these target, maybe Jordan Graham and Chucks and Ek were actually players in mind because they can play various different positions. They can play uh, either wing. They can play as a ten. Chucks and Ek can play as a ten. He can play as a striker. Um, maybe you know the versatility, as you sort of pointed out earlier on, is. Uh, they we've already got replacements i don't know maybe they might go out and look and look for someone else but we had other questions around that as well um duality 90 paul on twitter said exactly the same what do we think of the random likes um on the previous signing announcement for halilovic but the club have since unliked that yeah that was that was an odd one um, i thought that was a very strange one (laughs) yeah it it was a strange i don't know if it was just an act just accidental or what it'd be a bit weird one to accidentally go back and like wouldn't it yeah Yeah, back (laughs) in november wouldn't have been or something like that so who who knows um, what's going on there so uh, i guess it sort of takes us into chucks and ek which we haven't really we've, we've obviously mentioned but um Another one who's a little bit older. I think it was, it was 20, 28 next week, I think. Um, Chucks and EK is. He's had a fairly good stint in the lower leagues where he's had a fairly decent goal return from centre midfield and attacking midfield. He's obviously played at Charlton last season where he got a fairly good goal return. His problem has always seemed to be staying fit, uh, playing back-to-back games or playing 90 minutes and, and stuff like that. Um what we'll say about him, and much like Graham, is he has got two very, very good feet. He seems to be um, quite technically gifted. I guess coming through an Arsenal academy, you're probably going, always going to be fairly good with good, good with your feet. Um, he's played in more posi- He's had more positions than than Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that some people might not get that one. You might have to edit it out. I don't know. Um, he's played in so many positions. Uh, again, versatility is. I am intrigued by this one because obviously he's got physical presence as well. He's not particularly quick, although he does look fairly quick over sort of five, ten yards. He's just going to be a nuisance, and because his technical ability to bring other people into play, I think. Um, it is quite a clever addition. Yeah, it right. maybe one of those players you could just throw on for the last twenty minutes or something uh, that can really sort of what's the what's the phrase? Put the cat amongst the pigeons, maybe. Yeah, I, I saw a few people uh, liking him. Some of the goals that that they were showing uh, to um, Deli Adebola, and to be fair, the the, the direct I, and the the powerful ones, I can see it. But I, I think he's he's a bit more. Um, and EK, two feet, skillful, eye for goal, a uh, bit of a handful, clever, Adebola, look about him. <laughs> also, 
also played at crew like Adivola. Not that that makes any difference. But... <laughs> Dario uh, But yeah, I wrote that as well. And that's the, uh, I hadn't seen that on social media, but there is there was definitely an element of that sort of just knocking it past the player when he's in when he's in the box and just like smashing it into a corner. You know, you, you saw Adivola do that a few times. Uh, there is an element of that. I think he's technically a little bit better in terms of just like bringing other people into play. Some of his through balls and uh, sort of um, spraying the ball about and just uh, throwing the ball through is actually really, really good, albeit against lower league opposition. I'm quite excited by any kicks. I think he's, if you can keep him fit, I think he'll be a really, really good addition. Um, And it's I'm quietly optimistic about that signing. I know there's been a few people that have sort of poo-pooed some of these signings because, oh, and we've said it, maybe low risk and not really pushing a boat out. But, you know, we're not in a position to do that. We've got to sort of spend within our means. And these players all add something to a squad that is lacking technical ability and creativity. Um, And that's all we can ask for, I think, at this point in time. Now, we had some questions about rumours. Yes, so um, we've obviously touched on Hilalovic already, but there's people asking about Dion Sanderson, there's people asking about Sam Cosgrove, there's people asking about the Amari Miller situation. And then just to throw another one in the works there, um, we've been linked with Sammy Amiobi today as well. So... um, I'll speak about the one I'm most confident on at the moment, although things do change very quickly in football. Uh, Amari Miller. Um, I think he's gone. Seems like it. Seems like it, doesn't it? I I, yeah. I, I don't know for definite, um, but it, it does seem like it. He's travelled to, he's not travelled to Trium with the rest of, rest of the squads. Wasn't um, in testing. It wasn't in testing. Um, there's a, there was a rumour that he was up in Leeds a few days ago having a medical and that um, announcement could be making in the coming days. Now, I mean, for whatever reason, um, I'm not, well, I don't, I'm not sure if it's down to the player or whether it's down to the club. Um, there's been obviously been a lack of communication there. Um I always thought that Miller looked like he was quite excited about what the future held for Blues towards the end of last season. Um, for whatever reason, they haven't come to an agreement on on his first professional terms. Obviously, we know they could have had this stuff sorted out earlier. Um, it's another finger you could potentially point, point at Dong. But also, as well, um, okay, yes, he's come off the academy conveyor belt. Yes, he showed a couple of flashes um for me he's n- at his age he's nowhere near as good as uh, Nathan Redmond and, and what I thought Damari Gray were um will it be a big loss it's hard to really say isn't it um at that age when he hasn't played a lot of football first team football um i do wish him luck if he decides to go which it looks like he he, he probably is um, but I don't think I'll be overly upset about the, the situation. I'm sure there are others that are. I don't know how you feel about it. 
Um, no, I'm a, I'm a bit like you. I'm, you know, I'm disappointed that we're going to lose this or seemingly going to lose this prospect. But at the same time, you know, he's he, he's not he's not blown us away. He's looked he's looked lively when he's came in when he came in, but he's not. He hasn't blown us away, has he? There's no, there's nothing that he's done that you've thought someone else like that someone else couldn't do. He just looked yeah, sharp I've, and fast. I've not seen enough. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about it, and I wish him all the best if he does go. But you know, it's it, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry over it. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be uh, I'd be very surprised if we. Got there's there's rumours that that we that the deal could be worth up to one point five million for us. I think that's um, with add-ons and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I'm under no impression that we will see. We probably won't even see half of that. I'm gonna. Uh, my prediction is now that we don't even see half of yeah. that. We'll, we'll see how things how how he progresses and stuff like that. And hopefully, we do see a, a nice fee for him. But you know, I, I can't see us getting much more than the two hundred thousand odd that we probably get up front. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, other outgoings they've mentioned. There's been some talk about Sam Cosgrove uh, going on loan to Ipswich playing the. Paul Cook and the uh, yeah the, the tractor boys. I don't. Um, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I th- I do think that they might want to give Cosgrove a little bit more time before they decide that maybe the end of the season, those few games in the season was enough, um, and they they're happy to put him out on loan. But he's travelled to. I think I saw him in the pitches for Troon, at least one of the pitches in. Troon so I think he's up there uh, at least for the short term um, it's a weird one because obviously we've brought in an EK now as well who's obviously a bit of a handful um, six foot six foot three although it's a very different kind of striker um, it's still a physical presence so can, can I can I, I just say while we're talking about different types of strikers um, it, we were looking the other day and Hogan wasn't in the the Troon pictures, but he got married last week. Was it uh, Saturday? Yeah. I think uh, or, no. or Friday. One of the two. An- Anika was, 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 was Saturday from the wedding. And I think I think uh, Hogan was the day before, so or two days before. So it might well be that they've just said you can have an extra week off rather than reading too much more into it. Or maybe just a couple of days. So yeah, not get carried yeah, away maybe. now. Um, Don't give him too long. <laughs> but that that's going to be essentially four strikers. Is it four? It's four, isn't it? Can't count. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they they can see someone as a uh, expendable. Yeah, but potentially. I still think we're looking for someone that can play on the shoulder, who's a little bit quicker. Um, just a, a bit of a, not necessarily smaller, but just a, just a more nippy, more direct striker. Uh, I know they've been using Leko, Leko in, in, in that position. Um, I think he'll still get used, but I think they need someone with a little bit more, who's going to be a little bit more clinical in that final final third. Or, um, But obviously those sorts of people cost money, don't they? So that we might find that a little bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if 
Cosgrove did go out on loan, but I do think we might see a little bit more of him pre-season before they make that decision. Because um, what they don't want, it, what they won't want to do, is let him go and then end up being short, which we've obviously had in the past before. And if the club have learned from their mistakes at any point over the past few years, that's definitely one that we need to make sure that uh, we've got some form of backup plan sorted for if, if we do let him yeah. go. What are the other other rumours on the uh, on the agenda? Uh, yes, we had a few people asking about Dion Sanderson as well. So uh, Wolves centre back, who also can also play right back, uh, had a very very good season at Sunderland. He's been the subject of a one million pound bid from Sunderland. There was a lot of talk of him uh, potentially joining Blues, although not through any official media channels. It was more. Uh, more more Twitter type stuff. I did speak to a couple of people who said that we had made some inquiries. Um, I think it was around a loan. I'd be very surprised if we're looking to pay the two million fee that Wolves are current currently want because I don't think we have two million pounds to spend on a position that I don't think is a complete necessity at the moment. No. Um, so. Now, uh, while we're talking about necessities, do we need to add? Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, jump in and say, when you're talking about necessities, we should talk about what positions you think we need. Because I, I, someone earlier said, are we light anywhere? So, sorry, carry on with what you were saying and then we'll come back to that. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think centre back is a necessity in terms of, you know, you've got Dean, you've got Roberts, you've got Friend, you've got Pedersen who can also play there, although based on playing in a two I definitely would not play him in there um do we need somebody younger yes would Dion Sanderson fit that mold yes but you know as a progression plan uh I'm not 100% sure we go down that route now um you mentioned there someone asked about a right back we definitely need someone that can probably play as a backup to Maxine Connor Because at the moment, I think we've probably got Nico Gordon, who looks like he could make a career in a game, definitely. But I'm not sure he's a right back. He looks more like a centre back uh, for me, personally. Yeah, I think the thing is now we've let obviously released Josh Dakers Cogley, and he was the the backup for the right back, and now it's a little bit uh, sparse there, should we say? Yeah, I think for me you want you don't necessarily want a a right just a right back. You want someone that can maybe play utility right back player. and left back or yeah. right back and centre back. You want a bit more of a, a utility type or versatile defender that can fill a couple of gaps. Uh, f- for me, that probably makes more sense at at the moment. What about that? Uh, what about the lad from Gillingham, Silicon? He can fill a few gaps. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. That was <laughs> atrocious. I had to like just listen for a couple of seconds then to make sure and then process it in my brain to make sure I'd heard what I thought I'd heard. And, and, oh we, and we're facing the technical delay at the moment, so that made it sound even longer of just dead that silence. It, yeah, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Massive bit of tumbleweed just came came flying by. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
definitely right back. Obviously, if we're talking about potential, because um, someone else asked about will Lee Bowyer look to add more firepower uh, after the arrival of Anike? Um, yes, I think he probably will because we do lack goals. And uh, I kind of already mentioned it. I think it, if we can make the right move, and you know, if, if Cosgrove goes out, we'll probably look to replace him with a uh, a younger, not younger, necessarily, but a, a more mobile, nippy striker that can get in behind, as opposed to uh, a physical physical presence. Because obviously, we'll have Duke and and an EK. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went for a uh, nippier striker to get him behind that um, that gives us a little bit more of a, d- a different dynamic up up front. I'm not sure that we'll say another one. I'm just not uh, unless it's sort of very, very, very low risk. Someone from the lower leagues sort of talking to I mean that's League 2 National doing, League. Isn't it? So yeah, it, yeah. it wouldn't no but I mean, low, I mean lower than league, that but I mean lower than that though but we'll see lower lower league yeah um, um, or, or, or maybe a different maybe Scottish or an Irish someone from the Irish League or something where it's literally minor minor risk I've seen the strikers over here mate you do not want any of these right now you never know um, you never know <laughs> you never know um i could maybe potentially see us get, going after another going after another winger um this is talk of sammy amiobi today uh, doesn't fill me with much excitement uh, 29 year old fairly unproductive despite the fact he's got he's got very good feet um not for me I think we need to be going for younger, for um, certainly far more mobile um, or quicker. Probably is probably a better, better phrase uh, or better a word. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one myself. But that's a, that was came out this morning through Football Insider, who generally are pretty good. I've uh, I've seen Amiobi a few times, and I, I I like him, but then he's very hit and miss. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure that he's what we need or should be looking at at the moment. Um and I'm not sure that he's I think he's he I think for championship mid table he's very safe, but I don't think he's he's gonna add an awful lot in terms of maybe where Bowie wants to adapt us to, to play him. He's one of those that Yeah, again, as well he can play either wing and he can play as a forward, can't he? So it's if, if versatility that, has yeah. sort of been word of the day he, he there seems to be a, some of the players we're targeting or going after can play those multiple positions and I do think Boya likes that flexibility and versatility I'm just not at the moment we're going to have four wingers uh, Sanchez Three. Bella Graham and then uh, Lico. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, so, we're not um, counting Villalba, who has <laughs> obviously returned for testing or or training in Troon. I think he's probably been told to stay in on in Ibiza with his with his missus snorkeling. Or she's told I've, him. Yeah, I've been stalking again just to see what's going on. 
Yeah, because that's the no, only re- that's the only can. reason that's the only <laughs> that's the only reason that you've been stalking. Um, Absolutely. So was was there any more before we finish up? I think that was it on on those ones. Um, with regards to questions, we had a little bit around that sort of opinions on Bella. Where does he fit? Do you think he'll be sold because he didn't fit in with um, Bowyer last season? Um, any news on Kevin Nisbet? Um, well, on the Bella thing, we've, we mentioned it on a previous podcast, didn't we? That he hasn't, he didn't feature very much at all after that first game. I don't know if that means that Bowie doesn't rate him or whether Bowie didn't think he was right for the, what should we say, the relegation battle at the time. Yeah. He certainly come back as part of training, looks very happy in all the video footage, hanging about with even Sanchez. But um, for me, he's our most creative, most productive, and probably on his day, our best player, bar nobody really. But it's, and his stats probably back that up in terms of goals and assists since he's, since he joined us. Um, it'd be a shame to sell him, but also I could also understand if the club wanted to cash in on him because he probably would bring the most amount of money um, along with maybe Sanchez potentially, who had a fairly good return in his first season in, in England. So I still think there's a place for him. Um, but it would not surprise me if they did look to, if they did accept an offer if it came in for him. Then the other name that you mentioned was obviously Nisbet. And I'm not sure how that's, uh, whether that there's going to be any life in that. I think someone was saying that there was something on Twitter about that it was, it, there was something there, but I can't see us going back for the, that I can't, I just can't see us having that money that was supposedly uh, I mean, on the table and they wanted more de- definitely not with the, the there's a lot of money for for him who he does look at, he does look a decent player uh, the word from them after that failed attempt was that it would it would never be um it would never be rekindled and would it probably never happen to blues now but since the money, then since since then though Changes in recruitment and who's handling transfers. This is also true. Yeah. Um, so we might may not have got tipped off about him with our new with our new recruitment strategy anyway. So, mm. but, but it's you, know, it, you it's, never say never in football, do you? Things mm, change very quickly. But it, for me, it's probably not going to happen. It's I just can't see us having that money now. I think if Bowie's if if what Bowie said. It's true about the, him not having the money available that he thought was there originally. Um, I'm just not sure that the money's going to be there for that type of signing. And especially yeah, as they wanted like, more you, than we were willing to pay before. Yeah, we'd have to sell. We'd have to sell players, wouldn't we? And, you know, I can see that happening. But, yeah, it's pro- probably not Probably not this season. Uh, I think he may stay up there for another season anyway. Uh, but... We'll see. Right. Yeah, are we I think done? That's it for questions. Oh. We're all done there. Well, um, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. You're. Uh, yes, I'm going on holiday this week, so I won't be back until. Well, I'm away on holiday for two weeks, and then I come back. I'm back for two days, and then I'm over in England for a full week of 
stuff with work so yeah i'm probably not going to be around until that last last week in july so i'm sure loads of stuff will have happened by then <laughs> enough of your life yeah. story anyway <laughs> so okay. i know i know there were a couple of other questions someone's asked um, about uh all time 11 um which i think that's going to take that that's one for like an international weekend or something when when we've got time um i think there was another question about the what's our starting 11 at the moment yeah but i think we need a few more signings in and or, or we need to see more of the final team before we decide on that i've tried doing the lineup about four or five times <laughs> and i've written out about five or six different formations which is you know probably the five or six different formations that you'll probably use throughout the season anyway but it's um it's quite difficult in terms of like trying to fit uh, playing playing two up always trying to stick to two up top because we know Boya likes doing that and then swapping the wingers and having making sure we've got the right players next to Woods and stuff like that. We could go on for ages. So let's wait until we've got a few more signings through the door, which you know, I don't expect loads, maybe one or two, two more to come in. Um and then we'll we'll have a proper we'll have a proper go at that as well. Yeah. And by the time we probably jump on next time, we'll have played a couple of friendlies as well, I think. Yeah, so we'll have had, had a look so. at a few people as well. All right, Chewy, enjoy your holiday. And thank you everyone for listening. Apologies for the technical issues that we've had that have... Delays. Yeah, delays and whatever. Well, you know, yeah. So it might be a hard listen, but it was as, as hard, if not harder, to try and record this today. So M- Much harder. Yeah. But hopefully you've enjoyed it. And hopefully we've, uh, we've answered to it. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. Um, and until we're back in a few weeks' time, keep right on. Keep right on. <laughs>